You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is being presented by the Warwick Center for the Arts, located next to Warwick City Hall, where amazing artists showcase their artwork year-round in their beautiful gallery, in addition to many exciting classes for children and adults. Our guest today is Mayor Frank Bacosi from Warwick. We invited him here to talk about the city of Warwick, enhancements that have been done over the past year, and what we can look for for the future. Welcome to the podcast, Mayor. Thank you, Scott. Uh, We wanted to talk a little bit about a wide range of subjects, Uh, one of them being since we're in April, May timeframe now, uh, we're going to be doing beach passes again this year. Yes, we will. It was very successful last year. Great. And what are we able to do with the money raised from the beach passes? We turned um, a profit, in quotation marks, um, of $28,000. And what we're going to do with that is hire additional help to keep the beaches clean while they're open. Great. And I noticed, uh, does it tend to keep down the out-of-community folks? Um, We really couldn't tell. There's no way to gauge that. Uh, Last year, the problem was the weather was horrible. And it was usually on weekends, the big beach days. We had a lot of rain last year. So uh, as I said, we made $28,000. We're probably going to make more this year. And we're putting that back into help, cleaning up litter, you know, during the day while people are there. Okay. And where would we expect those to be available? They're going to be sold at the um, library. Uh, You know, library has a lot of hours. It was very very convenient for people. So this is where we're going to keep it. Okay. And... Let's talk a little bit about uh, activities for this summer. I know there's a lot going on. This is probably your first summer where you've been able to try to plan and do things where COVID isn't going to be the the major focus. Yes, um, we have a lot of food truck events uh, and things of that nature. We did have a lot planned last year, but again, the weather, they kept getting rained out. I felt so bad for the food truck guys. Um, they, they were saying we had a lot of things on Thursday nights, but the things we did have last year, the movie nights, um, they were very successful. We, you know, already an indication this year, last week we had um, an Easter egg hunt at City Park. We did it in a partnership with Tri-City Elks, and we had probably 10 times the kids we thought we would. There were thousands there. I mean, it became a traffic gridlock, but it was great. I mean, everyone enjoyed it. We, fortunately, they had enough eggs. I, I, our, you know, Recreation did a great job with Tri-City Elks. They were heroes. They came through with their volunteerism. They loaded up all, thousands of eggs. It was just great. I think that's an indication of people want to get out after COVID. Absolutely. And I understand uh, kicking off at Rocky Point this year, there's another event for people that want to get out. Let's talk about the Great Race. Oh, the Great Race. Um, They came last year to see me. Uh, They were staying at the Crown Plaza. Um, This is a a big race. You've probably seen movies about it, like the Cannonball Run. It's not actually like that, but people come from from all over the world. There are hundreds of classic cars, antique cars, and they race from here to Minnesota. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, um, South Dakota. Um, and they, they were going to start in Providence, but I was able to talk them into, you know, Warwick's a beautiful place. Uh, we brought them down to show them Rocky Point, and they just thought that was the place to do it. They're going to launch from there. And they're going to have activities uh, throughout the week, too. They've taken up most of the hotel rooms in the, in the city that weekend. <laughs> And they're going to, it's not a race where they race down the street at 100 miles an hour. They, it's like a time checkpoint kind of thing. Okay. Um, and, and they'll be going right through the city. 
and they have some events. Um, they'll have a car show down there. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And I guess a lot of time where people could go down and look at these great vehicles. Yes. And as soon as they're all set, because we're they're they're taking care of the scheduling, um, we'll be putting it out, you know, through the media and social media. And I think people it's going to be something. I'm really looking forward to it. I love old cars and classic cars. And uh, you know, if you look at ever look at the cruise night at Oakland Beach, um, you know, this is a, that on steroids. And and so many people go down there and enjoy it. It's, it's a great thing for Warwick. Oh, that's going to be really great. I love looking at the old cars and. You know, you hear the stories of what our, our ourselves or our parents or grandparents had and to see these vehicles still you know, running today uh, and going on a long trip like that, that's amazing. Yeah, well, I've actually been around a lot longer than you. So a lot of those cars, <laughs> I remember when they came out in the dealers, <laughs> in the showrooms. And since we're down by the water at Rocky Point talking, let's talk a little bit about uh, the other side of that cove, the lighthouse at Connecticut. Yes. Um, last year, uh, earmark grants came back. They haven't done them in probably 10 years, the Senate and um, congressional earmarks. So uh, Congressman Langevin came to us and he, he said, what projects do you want to put forward? He was going to put four out of his entire district. So you had to make a case for it. I immediately thought of Connecticut Lighthouse because that's been let go for a long time. Warwick um, took ownership of it in 2004 and they've never had the resources to refurbish it. So that's the one um, that I chose and we all chose. And we got widespread support from the governor, the speaker of the house, um, all the legislators, uh, even people from other towns, because it's Connecticut life, but it's almost out in the middle of the bay. Anyone that enjoys the upper bay loves that lighthouse. So that's one of the ones that he chose to put forward and he advocated for it. And he's able to get a $775,000. Wow. So can it be a part of a, a teaching uh, opportunity as well for some of the yes part of, part of the money is going to be for an informational kiosk on the on the uh, beach and I'm hoping that um, there was some talk probably about ten years ago about a, a public private um, combination uh, they would make a bed and breakfast out of it and uh, I'm hoping this this will open up some opportunities doing that because. It would be a lot of money for our company to come in to fix it, but now that we can fix it, maybe we can go in partnership with them because I don't know if 775 uh, is going to do the whole thing. Um, we're going to get an assessment done real soon. It should you know, help to fix the structure. Right. But I, I don't know about remodeling the inside. I took a, um, a ride out there uh, last August, and yeah, it, it's in pretty good shape. I was surprised how good a shape it is. It was built for the ages. I, I mean, it's a beautiful structure. It's probably the best best view we have. We we stayed out there about two hours just looking wow. at, looking around the bay. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, you have to think saltwater is corrosive as it is, and it it's is. just a metal lighthouse. It's a. It's interesting that it stands the test of time for for decades and decades. Yeah, that it's, it's superior craftsmanship. Um, they must know how to build them because they did. They have to stay there. Right. And as we're talking about buildings, let's talk a little bit about the Sawtooth building. I understand a lot of the employees will start moving in there. Yes, um, the date's been August 1st, and it looks like they're going to be really close to that. They're really moving on it. Uh, AAA has actually opened their office in the lobby already as the work's going on around them. Uh, hopefully by August 1st, um, maybe a little sooner. We can get the employees in there. We can get them out of the dungeons they're working in. We can make the government a lot more efficient because being located all over the city just doesn't work. And everything will be in there except your office and... The clerk's office, okay. um, board of canvassers, and the mayor's office will remain in City Hall. Okay. 
fantastic. So I, don't, I don't get a new office. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a nice view, and and you know it's well, it's, it's a beautiful building. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, I love it. Um, and I'm going to be having your director of elections on the podcast in an upcoming episode oh, to yeah. talk about the little redistricting, where people be voting, the process, and right. a good reminder that. There's a primary and the general election this year, so yes, um, people you know, will be stay tuned to that. Mayor, I know one of the things that was big on your agenda when you first started was replacing our aging fleet. Can you give us a little bit of an update on where we stand with that? Okay, we were able to buy two brand new trucks, um, the sidearm ones that, that actually uh, empty the barrels, and we were fortunate enough to find two used ones that were gently used. One was a 2021, one was a 2020. Um, that was just something that fell into our laps. And it's actually a good thing we did because the older trucks, um, it's just hard to keep them on the road. We, we're supposed to have 14. We have um, every day for five days, we have seven routes, and that's seven um, stops with a trash trucks and seven stops of recycling trucks. So having 14 trucks is optimum. Uh, we've had as few as four on the road, and it's been the newer ones. Um, we're having a hard time fixing the other ones because we just can't get parts because of supply chain issues. So, and, you know, it's really hard to maintain the trucks because they're out there 12 hours a day. When they, we're, we've split the shifts, um, guys are going out in the morning, guys, other guys are going out in the afternoon because we were killing the guys. I mean, they've been heroes for this. Uh, you know, it's not fun picking up trash at nine o'clock. It's not fun for the residents either, but we're all working together. And I mean, the vast majority of the residents are very understanding. They put their barrels out there. They leave them. They don't complain. Um, sometimes we'll even miss them because things are just disorganized. Mm -hmm. I mean, along with emptying the trash, they have to go up to the landfill in Johnston. That takes a good hour. They have to actually go up on top of the, uh, garbage pile and dump. Uh, we've had trucks break down up there. So it, it's been a nightmare, but it's getting better. We're buying two more trucks, but they um, won't come in until December. Okay. So we're just piecing it together. Yeah, and, and I can tell you the last two weeks, they've picked up the recycling on the same day at my neighborhood. So Yeah, well, we're having, you know, we have some good days, some bad days, but other municipalities are having the same thing. Uh, same problems. Yeah, it's definitely not unique to Walmart. No, it's not. And it, a lot, of, like I said, um, you can't, everyone has all the opera funds, but you know, we, you can't find trucks to buy. But I mean, you can't buy a personal vehicle right now. Right. Absolutely. And you give us a little update on the city center proposal. Uh, the city center proposal, the outside skating rink. Sure. Um, we've gotten the, the grant from um, Senator Reed for $5 million. So we can do all the surrounding landscaping and we're going to do street, streets uh, scaping right around the, the um, all of Appenog because uh, we want to attract businesses in there. We want to make that the center of the city where everyone goes to recreate themselves. So, you know, we were waiting, we were hoping for that grant. But in addition to that grant, um, we have a big water main that goes underneath Route 37 and 95. Uh, it failed probably four years ago, four or five years ago, and we're on a bypass. And this bypass is supposed to be temporary. We've been on it for four or five years. If that um, bypass uh, went today, a third of Warwick would be without water. And um, it would take months to fix because you'd have to actually close Route 95 to dig, dig it up. So I designated $3 million of ARPA money for that project last year. But um, part of the grant we applied for was $3.2 million for that project. We were successful in getting it. So we're likely going to use the $3 million we were going to use on that project for the skating center. Um, and we won't have to use the bond money. 
Okay. Uh, I've, I've, we've run the numbers with Providence. Providence's um, outdoor rink turns a profit of uh, a little over $100,000 a year. It's self-sustaining. Ours will be more successful because I think if Providence can do it, Warwick can do it better. And, and I love to hear more businesses coming to the city that's more tax base coming for yes. us, especially if it's generating food. There's a 1% tax that we get. Exactly. The sales tax. So uh, all of those things sound fantastic. Yep, it'll help tourism too. I mean, you know, we have um, 15 hotels in Warwick, and uh, people don't come here for vacation, but they go to Newport and they stay in Warwick. Um, you know, we're trying to entice people to stay in our hotels too, and this will be like an attraction for them. Great. And as we're talking about hotels, let's talk a little bit about the Sheraton project. Yeah, the former Sheridan Hotel, it's been bought by a real estate developer, and he's turning it into apartments. They're called workforce housing. They're like medium-priced. Um, they're going to be uh, one-bedroom and efficiencies. They, they, this company does this all over the country. Uh, they just got the, all the approvals they needed for 238 units, and that brings that, that many residents to that area. We're walking right down Post Road developing their area. We have um, proposals right now um, in the hopper for probably an additional 700 apartments. Wow, that's a lot of residents. And I know one of the things that the council's working on and will be with the state is discussions of the new high schools. And one of the things to, to think of, obviously, in the future is if we have brand new high schools, which would take a few years to build, right. people will want to come to Warwick. They'll want to have the brand new technology. They'll want to have world-class teaching capabilities from a, a facility standpoint. And at the same time, I would expect we'd pull in some amazing talent uh, in the school levels. And with the efficiencies that we gain there, uh, we're going to need those places for people to stay and live. Yes. I, I mean, this is a huge topic right now. Um, we're at the stage where RIDE, the Department of Education, has to approve all the plans. And then the council has to decide whether or not to put it on the ballot this November. And then uh, the residents have to decide whether they're going to vote for it or not. Um, I can't predict which way it's going to go. We have a lot. Of, we have school population of roughly 8,000 kids. So I would say that affects maybe 4,000 households. And there are 35,000 households so, in Warwick. So, uh, you know, I don't know which way that's going to go. Um one thing we have to think about is this is probably the worst time in history to try to build something. You can't get supplies. There are going to be delays. But um, even if we approve it, we have five years to implement the plan and complete it. And I talked to Seth Magaziner, and he said that um, there may be some legislation coming in soon that would extend the reimbursement period for another two years to give us a little room to relax, to breathe. So if we didn't want to start it right now, you know, we could delay it and just take it down, kick it down the road a little bit to when uh, times are better. And it's a double-edged sword. It's it's tough to get things. Things are expensive right now. But as interest rates are going up, the the cost of borrowing money is not going to be any better. It's not. It's not. So it is a double-edged sword. But um, the cost of construction plus actually getting the labor to do it. I mean, you know, we, we've... Uh, I know Sherman's school was supposed to be closed down for a few months because of uh, the mold problem. And they've been working on it, but it's not slated to reopen now until next December. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, a year and a half uh, refurbishing a school. So I, I think it would be a nightmare trying to build something. But we're going to have to see. Okay. One of the things that I know a lot of people look forward to in the summer traditions, I'm sure you'll be out in the Gatsby Day Parade. Oh, yeah. And we'll have some fireworks or for the support Gatsby Days? Yes. We'll have fireworks then. We'll have them 4th of July, too. Great. 
And Mayor, one of the biggest things I know you are fully transparent uh, on Facebook and a lot of the social media engines. One of the questions that always comes up besides why did my trash get emptied <laughs> or um, you know, what's that boom or what's that noise in Warwick is, what's going where? Um, so we're going to introduce this quick little lightning round. I'm going to ask you uh, the name of some places and hopefully you can tell us what's going there and people can hear this and not have to ask those questions. Sure. So a fixture of Warwick over near the mall for over 40 years, Toys R Us, yes. is now going to become... A BJ's. Okay, and a BJ's market, so it's a little, uh, little less busier than a regular BJ's? Um, that's what they've just said. Uh, you know, they don't share every plan with us. I sure. mean, a lot of what I, I know about it, I read on social media, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they have a plan there. It's, I, I know residents are very excited about it. So am I. I would prefer Toys R Us had stayed there. It was my yeah. favorite store. But, you know, that building sat for a long time. This was a great opportunity to fill it. So it's a great fit for Warwick. Okay. And on Warwick Avenue, Brooks, Brooks, Maxi Drug, Douglas Drug, Rite Aid, across from Dell's. Yeah, yes. Um, there's going to be a season's market going there. Okay. That's what's proposed there. Great. Um, Ozzy's Burger, Carvel, The Office. This is the location across from the brand new Neon. Yep, there's a developer that's um, he, he's been putting uh, forward proposals and working for the neighbors. There was a lot of opposition. That one's kind of a strange one. There were four former house lots behind the property. Um, they were taken by the airport corporation. Actually, before the airport corporation even existed, the DOT took it. Now, by federal law, houses can never go there again. The airport's been liquidating these properties. So it was sold um, with the provisal that if they can get the zoning changes, because it's still zoned residential. So he bought the front property, and he wants to use that. I know one of its one uh, part of the property is going to be a bank, and the other one, what was proposed, was a re some kind of retail. Um, so that's what he needed forward to go with the planning board. But he's been working with the neighbors, because like I said, there was a lot of opposition to it there. Because sure. they've used those four lots for like a neighborhood park. Um, but what we were able to negotiate um, to suggest to him was donating two of those lots to the city, and they could be still be a park for them there. And, they, and they, he would, uh, you know, do the landscaping and all that. So the last I heard, the neighbors were pretty pleased with that. Great. Yeah, it's good to see business, community, and government working together. We have to. And Lou's World of Golf, uh -huh. Stop and Shop, and Ann and Hope. Um. Ann and Hope, we have a proposal. They want to turn that into a warehouse storage okay. and a, a retail strip in the front. Um, that's the first proposal I've gotten. I'm very excited about that because that building has sat empty for years. Absolutely. I mean, I know there was a small part of Ann and Hope there, but you know, most of the building was just empty. Um, storage, eh, we have all these apartments com coming in, so storage is probably going to be a hot commodity in the city. Um, I, I'm more concerned with the, the front part of it. We're trying to go right down Post Road. We're trying to change um, the streetscaping. There is a hotel proposed for down there. There are other apartments, and you know we want to market it that. We want to keep filling it up. Post Road became decimated when they took all the, the – uh, well, first of all, they took the businesses out and made them all parking lots and car rental agencies, and then they put the, all of that in the garages. So right. they, they've been sitting empty for years. It, it's horrible. Um, so we're walking right down the road, and that's going to bring more restaurants and, and shops and things like that, and that's going to help our economy and our tax base. Yeah, it would, be fan it would really be great to hear 
stay in Warwick and play in Warwick as kind of our community motto yeah. for where we want to go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Lou's Golf Range, uh, the only Lou's Golf Range I know about is on Oakland Beach Avenue. I think that became condos about 25 years ago. Yeah, Lou's was, uh, according to, and we're going to put a website uh, in the show notes. I highly suggest people go to it. It has, in some cases, pictures, but all the addresses of the city where things used to be oh, where something else was. So I'd that's why I picked that, that up. Yeah, uh, that was the original spot for Lou's before it moved over by the condos. Right. So um, I don't remember it being there, but... Um, <laughs> I, little, bet, I bet I know most of those <laughs> addresses. <laughs> a little concern about whacking the ball the wrong way and hitting a train that might be going by at, <laughs> at the time, probably 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yep. Great. Thank you to Mayor Pacozzi for spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick, and for those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. Check out a lot of these fantastic opportunities that we talked about today and see all we have to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in in closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. Lastly, don't forget to check out Warwick Center for the Arts at warwickcfa.org. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.